The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In this economy, are you making the money you could be making? Welcome to High Yield with your hosts, Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds. The old ways don't work anymore, so let Frank and Dave help you find new high-yielding opportunities. You can start by tuning in for the next hour. Now, here's Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds. Welcome to High Yield, the show that's devoted to exploring new paths to success in a troubled America. And today we're going to be talking about the high-yield potential in starting your own business. This is a gigantic topic, and America was built on entrepreneurship, so we're going to break this topic into two parts, or possibly even three, based on how long it takes us to give you the information we'd like to give you. And today we're going to be going over what it's like to start a business, the benefits to starting a business, both financially and spiritually, and whether or not starting a business is a good match for your goals and personality. We're also going to be going over a bunch of real-life stories of business startup successes as well as failures. And then on next week's show, we're going to go over the real nuts and bolts of starting a successful business, as well as the next steps and resources to help you get off to a good start. Uh, and again, this is Frank Rolfe here with Hyle, and with me as always is Dave Reynolds. All right. Frank and I are, you know, we may be among the largest owners of mobile home parks out there today, but really that's just a, another business that we've started. And we've really both been starting businesses since high school, or actually before that. And, you know, this is a topic that we feel is you know, extremely important for, you know, many people out there. So we wanted to, you know, devote at least two, maybe three shows to it. Right. So let's start off, Dave, with a list of the businesses we've started to give an idea of the many, many different paths we've taken in business startups. And the first one, I guess, is, is a business you did, which was mowing and landscaping. Right. And, you know, you know, basically, you know, before, you know, when I was in high school, you know, a lot of my, uh, you know, you know, friends and, you know, people out there in high school, you know, they would go and, you know, work for, you know, $5 an hour baling hay or, or you know, working at the gas station or something. And I didn't really like, you know, sitting there counting that, you know, time for an hour to, you know, make that $5 per hour. So, you know, I went into a business that, you know, basically it was built on, you know, how fast can I get the job done, you know, do a good job. But, you know, I was, you know, you know, bringing in, you know, 20 to $30 an hour, you know, in high school and, um, you know, basically grew that business, you know, through high school, through college. And, you know, it was a, you know, very lucrative business, you know, was, was making more from that than I would have made going into a, you know, career that I went to college for. Right. So, so, uh, there, 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 there's a good business startup. My, my, my first business startup, was a bizarre business. What it was was I had this kind of idea that you could sell products in 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 my college uh, out at Stanford by peppering the dorms with flyers stuck to doors and common areas. 
So I, I came up with this idea because I had run, been, been the campaign manager for somebody running for the college senate and realized that basically you could influence the vote simply by going around and peppering these dorms with flyers. So I went to local businesses and offered to pepper the dorms with their flyers. I can't remember if it was for 500 or even $1,000. And the very first one we did worked so very well that the guy came back to me and offered to pay me the same amount again to take them all down because it, it, it was killing him financially. It was a, uh, a uh, Mexican restaurant, and the special he wanted to promote, which was simply to get attention, was a free pitcher of margaritas, I think, with one entree. <laughs> uh, and so he, he did not think that, that it would get probably any results, but he thought it was worth a one-time shot to let people know that his, that, that his restaurant was there. In the end, everyone in, in, in the college was pouring into the restaurant demanding their pitcher of margaritas. So in that, in that case, I made double. So then I knew I was on to something because it was so effective, people would actually pay me again to remove the ads. Uh, so I did, I did that over and over until actually the, the college shut me down. They passed a new regulation that you could no longer put flyers in the dorms and killed it off. Uh, the, the next one on the list was also in college. Uh, I found out or, or just realized there might be an opportunity because the dorms did not serve dinner on Saturday. So what I did was I went to the uh, dorm to ask if I could sublease the dining hall uh, when they said, sure, we don't care. So I came up with this idea. I would open my own Mexican restaurant uh, in, in the dorm. And so I hired somebody who was a who had cooked in a Mexican restaurant in, in like summer jobs named Cassie and reopened the restaurant known as uh, La Casa de Cassie. Uh, that, that thing was a disaster because Cassie could not cook enough food to meet the demand. So we, uh, you know, we anticipated we would maybe have initially 20 customers. We had more like 100, and we had neither enough food or enough capacity to cook it. So it was a disaster. So that, that business folded after one time because the pressure of trying to supply the fi- food just wasn't, wasn't worth it for the amount of money it would make. And I guess, I guess Dave, the next one on the list is, is me again. Uh, right. My, 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 boy, I'm just all over this thing. Uh, you know, coming out of college, I started a billboard company initially just as a portfolio piece to put on a business school application, no other goal than that. And, you know, just kept going with it and didn't stop, didn't go to business school, kept building billboards, and, you know, in the end sold that thing to a public company, which I'll give you the price because it's right there on the Internet if you Google me up. Uh, $5.8 million, which is not a bad yield on uh, what was a college application project. Uh, so that was my billboard company. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a great story. Um, you know, one of the next businesses that I started, you know, you know shortly after college, um, and, you know, kind of in conjunction with some of the other ones is, you know, I started a, you know, a real estate brokerage and, you know, it was specialized in selling mobile home parks and RV parks. And, you know, it was basically, you know, you know, I was out there, you know, you know, looking to buy mobile home parks and RV parks and, you know, it was a kind of an add-on business to get me in with, you know, to find, find the deals and, you know, also supplement the, you know, the, the purchasing and, you know, actually build money up to, you know, actually acquire more properties. Um, you know, I, 
have to say that, you know, being a real estate broker for me was definitely not my cup of tea. You know, it was a, a great thing to do and understand how it all works and understand the, the licensing and laws and all of that. But, you know, as a, as a business, to me, that was not, you know, uh, successful, you know, highly successful. You know, I was much better off than some of the other businesses that, you know, started doing after that. Um, but, it, you know, it was a, a good learning experience and, you know, it was profitable, but, you know, it was more of, you know, a waste of time as, as far as, uh, you know, you know, some of the other things I could have been doing to, to uh, you know, generate more income. Okay, and, Dave, I think the next one is back to you again with, with owning websites. Right. So, you know, there in the late 90s, you know, as part of the real estate brokerage, you know, there was this, uh, this guy out there that, you know, had built this website and, you know, it was uh, basically a listing of mobile home parks for sale out there. And, you know, he basically just put this uh, put this website out there and you would have a few people you know list their properties for sale and and you know he, he wasn't charging anything for it he wasn't you know really doing anything other than just you know spending the time collecting these mobile home parks for sale and you know you know no income was being generated from it and then you know then one day you know you know he uh, you know the, the website went down um, this was probably 1998. And, you know, I, I gave the guy a call and said, hey, what happened to the website? And he said, oh, I just, you know, kind of lost interest. You know, I'm going into the seminary and, you know, no longer involved with mobile home parks. So, you know, I offered, you know, just, I said, well, would you sell the website? Would you sell the domain name and let me take over the website? And, you know, I paid him $1,000 to, to, you know, take over the website and, you know, went out there, taught myself how to build a website and maintain a website. Um, you know, never had any experience in that. Um, but actually that website, you know, has blossomed into the, you know, really the number one website out there for the buying and selling of mobile home parks, you know, across the country. Um, and it's launched into several other websites as well. And, you know, w- one of the things that's nice about that is, you know, we're selling, you know, subscriptions and listings and different products and, you know, once that's all built out, you know, it really doesn't take any of my time to maintain and, you know, generates really nice income. And so, you know, from there we launched a website for RV parks and for self-storages and billboards and, you know, actually mobile homes for sale. And, you know, all these different websites, you know, have taken their own, you know, life of their own, but they're all, you know, you know, gaining in traffic almost every single month. You know, the income's growing and, you know, still, again, not taking a lot of my time to operate them and maintain the websites. Right. And, and the uh, the next one on the list, this one just is a, I don't know if you even, uh, how you would classify this, this is more just of a, definitely a hobby business, but it shows you where you need to always look for opportunities out there. Uh, I, I collect antiques with my wife, I've been doing it for, for seemingly forever, and I noticed this one weird gap, because I get various, very specialized catalogs from different people who sell things all the way up to things that they sell to museums. And in one of these catalogs, I noticed that they were selling a certain item called Marilyn Monroe's Golden Dreams Calendar, which was a calendar from the 1940s and early 50s, you know, like a pinup calendar. Uh, they were selling these things for two to $300, and yet I was seeing them either on eBay 
or just out driving around at antique stores, I could often buy these for $50. So I basically started and did so for probably five or six years. I made, you know, one to $2,000 a year doing nothing more than buying this one calendar and then selling it through this one website that sold these very specialized collectibles. So, I mean, it's not, it's not a great story. It's certainly not a, not a full-time job. But again, you know, to make 100 to $200 a month with nothing more than buying a calendar for 50 in your one hand and then immediately reselling that for, you know, $200, $300 in the other hand is, is not a bad business model. So that was my one foray into the antique business. Uh, another, another business I started up here, oh, five years or so ago, um, you know, I live in a small town in Missouri. It's got a little bit of tourism, and I thought it would be fun to have kind of a tourism business. So I started an old-time photo shop, uh, and it's you know it would take more, more than our, our two minutes before break to explain how the business works. But the long and the short of it is, great, great little hobby business, very very profitable because you sell the photos for you know twenty or thirty dollars, and then normally people get multiples. It only costs you two dollars an actual product to make the photo. So, you know, if you really are good at it, you can make a hundred bucks an hour doing it. If you go to fairs and carnivals and things like that. So, that, that, that was my old-time photo business. And I guess our last business here, Dale, that you talk about, which is the mobile home park portfolio, we now own and operate. Sure. Um, and you know, you know, basically the, you know, from from building that website. Um, you know, it, it actually you know propelled us to you know have access to a lot of the listings and the brokers and, and all of that stuff out there. Um, you know, you know, right right as on the cutting edge. You know, sometimes even before the general public. So, you know, what it's allowed us to do is to actually you know buy very good deals and actually grow our portfolios. You know, we both started out separately. You know, Frank was mostly in Dallas, and you know, I was kind of in Colorado. You know, down to Texas and we both were, uh, you know, you know, buying these mobile home parks, and um, you know, just you know, continue to grow. Um, you know, you know, I think we're going to have to, you know, fin- finish uh, finish this one off here when we come back from break. But um, we can, you know, talk about the dif- different things that we've done recently, and you know, some of the, you know, the offshoots of the, you know, the more mobile home park portfolio, and you know, what we're doing now. Yeah, we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you are looking for the highest yielding niches in real estate, then go to Commercial Real Estate University at CREUniversity.com. This website is devoted to exploring the few niches of real estate that can still generate 20% plus returns on your money and offers you college-quality courses on how to locate, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, Turn around and operate the hottest sectors of real estate today. Mobile home parks, billboards, RV parks, and self-storage. All of the materials are written and produced by Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds based on their experiences in over $150 million of real estate bought and sold. If you're looking for real estate investments that make more than low single digits, and if you're looking for 100% facts with no sales pitch, then go to CREUniversity.com. 
or call 800-950-1364. That number again is 800-950-1364. Or visit the website at creuniversity.com. The affordability gap in this country is considerable. There are simply not enough affordable places to live for the millions of lowest-income households. Jeff Mueller of Marcus and Millichap is one of the nation's top manufactured housing community brokers. As a specialist in the manufactured housing industry, please contact Jeff Mueller to help capitalize on the growing demand of affordable housing. Whether you're an investor looking to achieve double-digit returns or an owner considering expanding your position through a tax-deferred exchange, Jeff Mueller can help. Please call Jeff at 303 303- 328-2049. That's 303-328-2049. Hi, I'm Kurt Kelly, President of Mobile Insurance. Mobile is a specialty investment property insurance agency. Parks, self-storage facilities, rental properties, commercial buildings. We offer the coverage you need, explained clearly, and low rates. Call us at 800 458 4320 or visit us at mobileagency.com because we understand how to insure investment properties. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Listening to High Yield with Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds. If you have a question or comment about our program this week, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or you can send an email to frank.rolfe at gmail.com. Now, back to High Yield. Welcome back to High Yield. This is Frank Roth. Today we're going over the uh, the high yield opportunities in starting your own business. And where we last left off a moment ago, uh, Dave was telling us about the uh, the uh, mobile home park business we're in now. The uh, you know basically it's it's really kind of several businesses rolled into one. What happened was Dave and I had our own different mobile home park portfolios. Met at a convention and started writing books about the industry. Initially, I wrote a book about the billboard industry. Then we started writing books on the mobile home park business. Uh, over time, you know, that grew. We grew a following from that and then uh, went out and started buying mobile home parks together, which here in only uh, roughly three years, we're now the 20th largest owner of them in the U.S. So it's kind of a – that business has been a combination of both a part-time job and a full-time job. So, you know, that, that was kind of a blend. And we're now going to go over the benefits of starting your own business. And, and the, the first one goes right back to that blend, which is building, a, you know, an additional income stream. If you are a you know, Robert Kiyosaki advocate, you'll know that uh, he and many other folks have, have long been supporters of the concept of having multiple income streams, which is no different than having multiple stocks in your portfolio so you have some diversity so you're not fully reliant on one item because in this troubled America, you know, often that one item that you think is a is a no-brainer uh, sometimes falls apart. So it's always a good thing to have several income streams. And whether that income stream you develop is a hobby income stream, like my old-time Photoshop, 
or you know a more than a hobby but yet you could still have a day job and a night job like maybe Dave's you know mobile home park real estate brokerage or whether it becomes a full-time job like Dave's mowing business or the mobile home park business you know there, there's there's a lot of benefit to having that 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 multiple streams of income to give you a little peace of mind for sure and then you know you know kind of from there you know by having those multiple streams of income you know you can basically control your own destiny you know if you you know like we have the you know like the mobile home park you know business where we rent lots out to all these different residents out there um you know we have the the website business and we have the product sales business um you know as one of those you know one of those uh businesses seems to you know, be taking off or you know, really succeeding, you know, you can, you know, devote more of your time and energy into the one that has the most potential and, you know, you know, you know, just basically run with it. You know, if you have just one idea and, you know, that idea doesn't pan out, you know, that doesn't, that does not, uh, you know, always lead to success. So, you know, we've always been, you know, where we think that, you know, you should always have, you know, a lot of different ideas and, you know, plans and, you know, implementation of all those plans. And then, you know, as those, Things take a life of their own. Then you you know you got to run with the one you know one or two that really are you know starting to turn out and you know, have the best potential and you know, that's certainly what we've been doing over the past few years. Right. You know, and controlling your own destiny can also mean basically that you know when you work at a at a big company, sometimes the company does stupid stupid stuff, and you know it's stupid, but there's not a thing you can do about it. So you pretty much you're you're a slave to the to the higher ups making the decision on what is what is to, to happen. And when you are basically, you know, starting your own business, you, you control it all. So, you know, you don't have to be party to bad strategic ideas. You, you make your own ideas, whether they're right or wrong, they're still your ideas. So you kind of control it. And if you, and if you blow it, you blow it. You can't really blame anyone. And if it succeeds, then it's all on you for making the right decisions. So, uh, but again, it's, you know, there's some degree of peace of mind, at least in knowing that you are in control of what happens and you're not having to follow along with somebody else's decisions. Sure. And then, you know, another benefit is, you know, that you're, you're your own boss. You know, you, you, you get up in the morning and you set your own hours and, um, you know, you can, you know, decide, you know, you're going to work on this project today or you know, this has the importance. You know, you, you want to take a vacation, you take a vacation. Um, but you are your own boss and you're not answering the other to your customers. And you know, make sure that you're you're paying your bills and all of that. You know, you 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 control the business, just like controlling your destiny. Um, you can, you know, you know, basically set your own hours and and all of that. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, I want to start a business and you know, I want to be my own boss, so I can you know take a whole lot of vacation time and you know never work. But you know, that's not really necessarily the way it works. Is you know, most business owners that are successful, you know, have to be very dedicated to their job. Um, you know, and people that have no you know, motivation or like to pro- procrastinate um, are not going to succeed. So, you know, while you know being your own boss is great, you know, you have to make sure that you're you're doing a good job of being your own boss and making yourself work and do the right things to succeed. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Dave and I think you're, you're probably the same. You know, my my biggest benefit from being my own boss, probably more than anything else, is being able to be at all of my daughter's uh, sporting events. You know, because often, uh, you know, for example, today she has a, an away basketball game, and to, to get to the game, we have to leave at probably about four o'clock. 
which if I had a nine-to-five job, well, I couldn't just pick up and leave at four o'clock. But as it is now, I'm going to leave at four o'clock, and uh, you know, and carry with me in my car not only my daughter but some other players whose parents have regular jobs and can't get off. So as Dave says, you know, being your own boss doesn't mean you enact a new policy that you know Monday through Friday is all vacation day. But what it does mean is you do have the ability to, on those things that are important to you to go to them. And you know, I, while I have not hit every game she's ever had, I have occasionally been out of town during a game. I mean, I have probably made in her entire life maybe ninety-five percent of every game, whether it's volleyball, basketball, track, whatever it might be. And to me, that's a huge perk. I mean, I, I would I would not be as happy a guy had I been ha- had to miss all of her games. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's little things like that that make being, being your own boss important to me, at least. For sure. You know, an- another item is just building something for your family and your heirs. You know, when you work at somebody else's business, besides what you may get in your retirement account, you don't really have any ownership to it. So basically, when you finally quit or or or, or die, there's nothing there, right? So if you if you worked your entire life at at Federal Express and work your way up to being an executive at Federal Express and you and you got a, a good salary, you know, you still don't own Federal Express. So basically when, you know, whatever you did, if you were the greatest salesman in Federal Express history, it's all erased when you die. And it's all erased when you when you quit. However, when you when you own the business, well now you have an asset. So basically all those years of work, uh you own it and you can you can pass that on to your Son, daughter, whatever descendants, charity, whatever you want to do. Uh, it's kind of the difference between, you know, owning your house or renting it, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you still probably make the same monthly payments, but if you own it at the end, you, you own it and you can pass that asset on. If you just rent at the end, you, you own nothing and there's nothing to pass on. So that, that's another advantage. For sure. Um, and, you know, kind of going along with that is, you know, just, you know, the ability to, you know, potentially work with your family and, you know, develop those personal relationships. You know, you know, my, my son, you know, who's, you know, 19 years old now is, is actually, uh, you know, going, you know, well beyond his years in, as far as, uh, web programming and web designing and, and all that. So, you know, he has a full-time job working for us and, you know, in conjunction with taking online uh, classes, you know, for college, you know, he's actually, you know, you know, you know, been a great asset. You know, we we don't know how we would replace him in the business now that he's, you know, you know, grown and you know developed all these different, you know, you know, systems, and you know, he's he's just doing a great job. And you know, you know, had we not owned the business, you know, we wouldn't have be able to brought him in when he was, you know, 16 years old to to start, you know, learning the business and. Right, and, and you know, you know, on top of that, you know, we have, especially on my side, we have a lot of family members that are involved in various, you know, types of businesses we have. You know, as far as, you know, one one of my brothers is, you know, does all the electrical work for all of our mobile home parks across the country, and you know, we have another brother that's our, you know, acquisition specialist, and you know, sister-in-law, and you know, sister, and my mom works for us. So it's you know, kind of a whole family-run business, and. Um, you know, it's a, a real, you know, real good. You know, you'd be able to, you know, not only work with your family, but, you know, actually, you know, yeah, spend more time together and, you know, succeed, you know, succeed all together. Yeah, I mean, and even beyond Dave and his family, if you look at, for example, uh, you know, I know this sounds like a weird example, but Paul McCartney and Wings, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Paul McCartney and his wife, Linda, 
out there working together. You know, if if he was in a regular job, wouldn't have been able to happen. But when you have when you own your business, you know, you have the right to hire anyone you want. And uh, one of the big perks is you can you can stick your family members in there. And uh, you know, and I, I'm every day jealous of of Dave having you know Brandon around because like you know I want to do the same thing with my daughter eventually. So you know, again, that's just a huge perk to being your uh, your own boss. Um, you know, n- next item is just simply the, the item known as we'll, we'll just label as fun. You know, I wake up every day all excited to go down to my office in the bottom of my house and get going. In fact, I mean, it's my favorite spot. So anytime during the day or night, if I can, I'm going to go down there. And I know Dave is the same because frequently I'll go down there and, you know, there's Dave emailing me or, you know, I can call him at midnight and he's there. Why are we there? We love it. I mean, it's it's like the most fun I have. And so, you know, you you don't normally get that level of entertainment or fun when you work for someone else. But for some reason, when you have your own business, it's just delightful. I, mean, sure. I, I would do it for free. I would I would pay to work. I mean, how sad is that? <laughs> well, I can so, take you up on that, Frank. I'm sorry. I can take you up on that one. You well, there you go. Right. I shouldn't have said that. Then yeah. now, now I'm getting worried. Uh, but at any rate, yeah, you can't you can't uh, you know overestimate how, how much fun you can have starting your own business. I mean, even the challenges, the bad times, the good times. It's exciting, right? It's like it's like a giant car chase sometimes. Uh, but it's just, it's just very entertaining. And we're going to go to break here. When we come back, we'll go back to talking about some of the benefits of owning your own business. This is Frank Roth and Dave Reynolds with High Yield. Voice America Business Network. If you are looking for the highest yielding niches in real estate, then go to Commercial Real Estate University at CREUniversity.com. This website is devoted to exploring the few niches of real estate that can still generate 20% plus returns on your money and offers you college-quality courses on how to locate, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around, and operate the hottest sectors of real estate today. Mobile home parks, billboards, RV parks, and self-storage. All of the materials are written and produced by Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds based on their experiences in over $150 million of real estate bought and sold. If you're looking for real estate investments that make more than low single digits, and if you're looking for 100% facts with no sales pitch, then go to CREUniversity.com or call 800-950-1364. That number again is 800-950-1364. Or visit the website at CREUniversity.com. Hi, I'm Kurt Kelly president of mobile insurance mobile is a specialty investment property insurance agency parks self-storage facilities rental properties commercial buildings we offer the coverage you need explained clearly and low rates call us at 800-458-4320 or visit us at mobileagency.com because we understand how to insure investment properties the affordability gap in this country is considerable There are simply not enough affordable places to live for the millions of lowest-income households. Jeff Mueller of Marcus & Millichap is one of the nation's top manufactured housing community brokers. As a specialist in the manufactured housing industry, 
please contact Jeff Mueller to help capitalize on the growing demand of affordable housing. Whether you're an investor looking to achieve double-digit returns or an owner considering expanding your position through a tax-deferred exchange, Jeff Mueller can help. Please call Jeff at 303-328-2049. That's 303-328-2049. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to High Yield with Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds. If you have a question or comment about our program this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to frank.rolfe at gmail.com. Now, back to High Yield. Welcome back to High Yield. Today we're talking about the high-yielding possibilities and starting your own business. And right now we're talking about the benefits of starting your own business. And the next step to bat is uh, a shared purpose and a higher purpose. Uh, you know, when you start a business, it's one of, one of the exciting things is it kind of takes on a life of its own. And, you know, when you have a common goal and everyone's working towards that common goal, uh, I, I find it very refreshing and, 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 and fun. I mean, it's kind of, uh, kind of a noble enterprise. You're trying to take and build something out of nothing and uh you know and hit hit your goals using nothing more than your smarts and uh and whatever tools you have on hand it's it's to me i mean i i i grew up for some bizarre reason uh always interested in for example you know world war 2 movies and things like that and probably the closest i'll ever get to uh you know some kind of world war 2 battle is uh is starting a business but you know i always thought in those movies when you had a bunch of guys get together and you know, try and storm that hill or blow up that bunker. I really liked that. It kind of showed there was, you know, more more, more to doing things than just worrying about, you know, where's your paycheck and can you get Thursday off. It seemed to be kind of kind of exciting to have a, a bigger shared goal uh, with a bunch of people. So that's that's another thing you get out of starting your own business. It's kind of just a it's kind of a, a mental affirmation of of people trying to reach goals and everyone working together. Right. And then, you know, the next item is, you know, you know, as the business owner and, you know, the person that drives the business and, you know, makes it grow and, you know, you know, you're, you have the ability to, you know, make a lot of money at it. You know, there's, you know, it's very difficult, you know, if you're, you know, working in a, your typical day job from nine to five to, you know, actually all of a sudden reap this huge reward of, you know, you know, multiple, Multi, you know, multiplying incomes because you know you're you're basically you know well I can't wait to tell my fifty percent you know fifty cent raise per hour or, you know my you know Christmas bonus you know when you're you're running your own business you you, you create all of that your own and you know the the you know the ability to you have that really grow is um, you know much more you know you know feasible to to get to um, you know there's you know the not only the you know the monthly income or the yearly income you know you, when you own your own business you have that you know that one time in history where you go to sell your business and you know that's where the numbers can really get you know fantastic is you know you're you're running this business is generating a great profit you know and you're ready to 
you know, at some point retire and you know then you take that business and you sell it sell it for you know multiple of that income and you know that's you know where what what it's all about you know as far as you know money wise you're right i mean and, and with few exceptions other than you know someone like Michael Eisner at Disney or something most people if you look at like you know the Forbes 400 richest Americans not very few maybe on that whole list of 400 people maybe maybe 10 got there working for somebody else and the balance got there by having their own business and you know it's 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 very rarefied you're going to make with your startup uh, you know the Forbes list but occasionally if you're lucky and and time it rides and they normally go public uh it can happen but it, it can't happen if you don't own the business so you know uh, to to truly make a fortune in america today you pretty much have to do it by owning your own business um the next on our list is just making good use of your spare time i i i have virtually no hobbies other than uh going to my daughter's sporting events doing things with my family but beyond that i don't i don't watch tv I don't follow sports, don't play golf, uh, and instead, you know, choose to use that time towards business things. And, you know, if, you, if you've got a day job and, you know, you get home every day at 5, you know, I, I, I would propose you're, you'll have, you know, a lot happier life if you use part of, part of your spare time to start a business of some type. You know, to build not only that additional income stream, but just to have fun. I mean, it's definitely more fun to me starting a business than it would be watching TV. Yeah, well, you know, I think the the I forget the latest number I saw, but it was like four or five hours a day. You know, people watch TV. You know, if you just cut that in half and spent two hours a day, you know, you know, building a business, and you know, whether it be a you know, simple business you do with your family or whatever, it'd be much more productive than, you know, basically gluing yourselves to the TV set and, you know, watching watching a mindless TV all night long. Right. So, okay. um, you know, the next the next item, is, you know, kind of goes along with that, but, you know, it's just teaching good qualities to your kids. You know, there's, you know, I, you know I've definitely seen a huge change in America, you know, over the, you know, last 10 to 15 years, um, you know, where... You know, when I was in high school, you know, you know, you know, the kids out there and were, you know, you had to go, you know, go home and do chores and, you know, go get summer jobs and part-time jobs to, you know, pay for their gas and all that type of stuff. And, you know, what I've seen now is that, you know, most of these teenagers out there, and, you know, there are definitely exceptions, but most of them, you know, they're basically, you know, glued to the TV set, glued to their video games and, you know, when they want something, they just go to mom and dad and ask. They don't actually go out and get a job or, you know, have any motivation other than, you know, you know they're, they're wanting things and, you know, wanting a, you know, you know kind of like a, uh, you know, they they they're they're entitled to these, you know, different different things without ever working for them. And I can see a you know, huge problem with that. And you know, I think, you know, you know myself included is, you know, just you got to get your kids you know, in, involved in, you know, real life and and you know you get them to start setting goals and um you know you know because they you know a lot of people are not prepared for you know what comes next after high school right and 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 also you know if your kids watch you all the time watching TV then that's going to tell them that what what you're supposed to do as an adult <clears throat> is watch TV whereas instead if you're out there starting a business or doing something productive with that time the kid will just naturally think, "Oh, I see. Well, as an adult, you're supposed to be productive with your time." 
so it'll 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 rub off on them for sure. Um, all right, and, and the last item on our list is just basically, which we, we've already touched on a little bit, but when you own your own business, you can basically work as hard or as unhard as you want. It's a completely your choice, whereas when you work for somebody else, of course, they want you to work hard all the time, right, because they're trying to make maximum profit, produce the most widgets, whatever the case may be. But some people, you know, they want to pick and choose how hard to work. You know, I live in I live in a small town in the Midwest. Cost of living here is very low. You know, there's there are people here who could probably work more or earn more, but they don't really. That's not their number one goal. You know, they want to earn a certain amount of money, but perhaps they are really into nature. And you know, there's a lot of national parks and things around where I am. Possibly they want to go hiking or camping or something. And yeah, they they could, you know, work. You know five days a week, but maybe they choose to work four days a week or three days a week. Again, the nice thing about starting your own business is you can do that. You could say, well, let's see, to do to, for the lifestyle I want to have, I need to make X. To make X, I've got to work at least three days a week. So I'm going to just work three days a week, make X, go camping or whatever the rest of the time, whatever their interest is. Maybe they want to be a volunteer coach for some sport, whatever the case may be. You have, you have the choice when you own your own business to not only work as hard as you want, but the reverse. You can also work as little as you want if that's what you want to do, whereas with the typical employer, that's not an opportunity. I mean, the employer wants you there 9 to 5 working as hard as you can, but for many people, that doesn't fit their goals. For sure. Okay, well, next, next we're going to go into something that Dave and I know really well since we've been starting businesses our entire life, and that is just to give you the flavor of a typical day in the life of an entrepreneur. So, Dave, the, the alarm clock goes off in your house. What do you do? Well, you know, usually, you know, I, I'm, I'm awake before the alarm clock goes up because I'm, you know, trying to keep myself in bed so I can get sleep because, you know, I'm just so excited to you know, get into work for the day. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, typically, you know, the, 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 the clock goes off and, you know, I, you know, you know, go to the office and, and, you know, which is, you know, about, 50 steps from my house, um, and, uh, you know, you know, you know, basically get in there and, you know, I, you know, glued to my computer and my email and, you know, you know, respond to whatever emails I need to do, review the different items that, you know, I want to get accomplished for the day. Um, you know, typically have a list of items that, you know, I had put together before I left work the day before and, um, that I know I need to get completed and then, you know, you know, basically just start tackling them, um. So, you know, that's, you know, the, the, the basics of it, but, you know, I'm able to, you know, you know, go to work and, you know, if I have to take off for two hours and go to a basketball game or, you know, go to lunch or, you know, go play golf or whatever, you know, I can do that. Um, you know, I just have to rearrange my schedule to make it work and, um, you know, I try to, you know, you know, try to, to, to leave myself open as far as I can, but you know it's it's a uh, it's definitely nice to know that you know I can take off if I need to, and you know many times I'm you know traveling the country looking for mobile home parks to buy or visiting ones that we own, and you know I might be gone for a week, so you know that's you know one of the reasons I have to you know make sure that I you know if if I'm not going to be here I have other people that can take care of the things that I need to have done. Right, so, yeah, and I office even closer to home than Dave does. Dave Dave is 50 feet from his office. My office is in my house, so <clears throat> it's it's no feet, it's zero feet. 
Um, and I think you'll find for many folks who have their own business, their office is, in fact, their house or their condominium or their apartment, wherever they live. You know, one of the great benefits to that, some people say, well, gee, I can't, I can't focus in that environment. What I love about that setup is, you know, you're there all the time. So if you're, you know, if, you, if you've got a family and you office in your own home, as far as they care, you never work. You're home all the time. If they have a question, they know where to find you. If they have a problem, you can you can run upstairs or run in the other room. Uh, but it's it's. I mean, I I love it myself. I Many I know some people say, oh, I would I got to be out of my home. I have to have a separation between you know my work life, my personal life. But personally, I, I like the blend. And we've got to go to break here. When we get back, we're going to go ahead and talk more about the day in the life of an entrepreneur. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. If you are looking for the highest yielding niches in real estate, then go to Commercial Real Estate University at CREUniversity.com. This website is devoted to exploring the few niches of real estate that can still generate 20% plus returns on your money and offers you college-quality courses on how to locate, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around, and operate the hottest sectors of real estate today. Mobile home parks, billboards, RV parks, and self-storage. All of the materials are written and produced by Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds based on their experiences in over $150 million of real estate bought and sold. If you're looking for real estate investments that make more than low single digits, and if you're looking for 100% facts with no sales pitch, then go to CREUniversity.com or call 800-950-1364. That number again is 800-950-1364. Or visit the website at CREUniversity.com. The affordability gap in this country is considerable. There are simply not enough affordable places to live for the millions of lowest income households. Jeff Mueller of Marcus and Millichap is one of the nation's top manufactured housing community brokers. As a specialist in the manufactured housing industry, please contact Jeff Mueller to help capitalize on the growing demand of affordable housing. Whether you're an investor looking to achieve double-digit returns or an owner considering expanding your position through a tax-deferred exchange, Jeff Mueller can help. Please call Jeff at 303-328-2049. That's 303-328-2049. Hi, I'm Kurt Kelly, President of Mobile Insurance. Mobile is a specialty investment property insurance agency. Parks, self-storage facilities, rental properties, commercial buildings. We offer the coverage you need, explained clearly, and low rates. Call us at 800-458-4320 or visit us at mobileagency.com because we understand how to insure investment properties. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to High Yield with Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds. 
If you have a question or comment about our program this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to frank.rolf at gmail.com. Now, back to High Yield. Welcome back to High Yield. Today we're talking about the high yield potential of starting your own business. And we're talking right now about a typical day in the life of an uh, entrepreneur who has started a business. first item we talked about is the uh, fact that most folks who start a business work out of their home, which I've, I find a blessing. I think Dave does as well. That way you're always around for your family. It's obviously very inexpensive. Uh, it's a pretty comfortable habitat, and it works great for, for me. I think it works great for Dave and many other folks because you can kind of blend your family life and your work life together so there's no issues as far as, gee, you're never home or you're always at work. Well, you're always at home. You may be working, but you're at home, and that's an important item. Um, the next is, we'll just gloss over some other items here. One is setting your own schedule so you can be at, at the things you want to be at. You know, I and Dave is the same. We always hit all of our kids' sporting events. He has more kids than I do, so he has more sporting events. But that's, that's you know, when I set my schedule in my day timer, one of the first things I write in there is all my daughter's basketball and volleyball games and tournaments. And, and those are like business appointments. You know, I'm just not going to miss those unless I absolutely have to. So that's one cool thing about, you know, being your own boss, having your own business, is that you can set aside the time for those things that you find to be very important to you. And, you know, if, if, if it doesn't have to be just your kids' activities. One day my daughter will go to college and I won't have any more kid activities to go to. It might be something entirely differently. I mean, you, you could literally set aside a certain amount of time for a club. If you're in, you know, some kind of club, Lions Club, Rotary, whatever the case may be, it just allows you to set, you know, you can prioritize what's important to you and put it in your, in your schedule. Sure. And, you know, then one of the other things that, you know, we do and, you know, you know, Frank's really good about this is, you know, you know, setting your goals and, you know, you know, making sure that you're, you're on track and you're not, you know, deviating, you know, you know, jumping all over the place. Um, you know, so we, you know, basically have a list of daily goals that we have to get done and, you know, those are immediate items and then we have our list, you know, what do we have to get done this week and, then we have a list of items we want to get done this month and, you know, then all the way to, you know, what's our one year, you know, what, what, what are our goals for one year? You know, last year we had a, you know, big long list of goals, um, and, you know, basically accomplished every single one of them this year. I actually exceeded, uh, many of them. Um, and so we'll, you know, be putting together our list of goals for 2013 here shortly and, you know, hopefully we can, you know, meet or exceed, you know, those goals as well. Um, but you know that you, you can never stress the importance of you know, actually you know having a you know a, a list of goals which you know gives you the direction that you need to go and what you you really should be focusing on and you know should uh, you know not only write the list of goals but you should review those you know you know more than once a year you should review them you know whether it's daily or you know every other day but you know, very important right and this next item you know I, I wonder with people more more in the modern generation if they even know what I'm talking about when I say the word daytimer. You know, when I was growing up, everyone had a daytimer. It was kind of like, you know, a Xerox machine. I mean, you had a daytimer. They came in different sizes. There was a pocket daytimer, and then there's the bigger, like, daytimer book. But, you know, a big part of my organizational world is the daytimer. 
So if you're saying, what the heck is a day timer? Uh, you know, it, it's a product. It's a, it's a journal that shows you every minute of the day where you can write in there what you're supposed to be doing. They have like a month at a glance, week at a glance, day at a glance. But, you know, if you go to your local, you know, Office Depot or Office Max, you'll, you'll see a rack. They're called Daytimer. I just don't know how many people today know the name Daytimer. Yeah, well, what, 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 what that's been replaced with now is, you know, you know, Microsoft Outlook and, all the different calendars and stuff on the smartphone. So it's the well, same idea. Just of all course, I'm behind the times, Dave. Of course. Well, yeah, of course, Frank. You know, yeah. these days you have to get a phone. Right. You're, you're the internet guy, but uh, you know, I, but, but I guess the point is whether you're using Microsoft Outlook or your iPhone or your whatever other device you've got. You know, it's really important to have a, a, a list like that of what you're supposed to do. I'm shocked because I know lots of adults that don't keep any record of what they do at all. Right, so if someone says to me, "Hey, can you do this or that?" I pull up my my day timer, or I guess Dave pulls that as a Microsoft Outlook or whatever, and I look and see what I have going on that day, and then I write everything down I'm supposed to do. And then there's other folks out there who just do it in their head, and I don't know how they do that. And maybe you can do that if you don't have a lot of items to worry about. But uh, I would think you know one of the first things to do if you want to start a business is you know, get some system down where you can write down important dates and times because, to me, it would be impossible to operate without that. Um, you know, sure. uh, another another thing that both Dave and I do all the time is multitasking. So, you know, if you, if you want to be good at starting a business, you'll find most of your entrepreneurs, one, one thing they all share is very good multitasking ability, and that means basically you're able to do lots of different roles and many of them at the same time. For example, when I'm driving, I drive and talk on the phone. So I'm doing two tasks at one time, right? Sometimes I'll be on a conference call with the speaker and writing a letter at the same time. So again, I'm doing two tasks. You know, if you look at how much multitasking you do, as an entrepreneur, you'll soon find you don't really have an eight-hour business day, right? Most people, they work more than eight anyway to start a business. Let's say you work ten. You don't really have ten hours because you're actually multitasking. Sometimes if you really looked at it, you probably have the productivity of two people working eight hours or ten hours because you're doing more than one function at the same time, whereas someone who works for somebody else will probably not bother multitasking because they... You know, they're just living for the weekend, and they'll just do one thing at a time. But, you know, one thing I think you'll find, mo- most people who succeed is they're, they're all the time multitasking, doing lots of different roles, being good at lots of roles. I mean, I, I can, in a typical day, go from, you know, selling something to trying to collect money to trying to create something. That's, that's what most people do. And the, and the ones who are good at that will normally do better. Right, and you know, I, you know, I just say, you know, what I've learned is that you know, you just have to, you know, do your very best to not have any dead time. You know, if you're, you know, you have an appointment at, you know, eleven thirty, and you know, it's eleven twenty-five. You know, you rather than, you know, kind of sit there and you know, sharpen your pencil for five minutes. You know, you could probably do a whole lot of work if you just, just really push, push, and do that. And you know, you know, as I've, you know, become more busy, you know, busier, you know, I have to, you know, I have to not. You know, you know, have those dead times. You know, I can't be you know, sitting there, you know, wasting time waiting for the next uh, you know appointment on my calendar. You know, you got to fill fill those items in, and you know, otherwise, you 
you know, I can, you know, be working 24 hours a day because I'm, you know, I'm wasting, you know, half the day by, you know, waiting around for other people. Right. And since we're we're almost out of time for this week, I'll I'll stick these final two items together, <clears throat> which is basically in our typical day we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to be doing the lifestyle that we want to do. So you know, whereas other folks go off to work at a regular job and say, oh, I'm so unhappy doing this. Uh, Dave and I wake up every day saying, all right, man, this is exciting. You know, we're alive and we can go do it again today. So I think one thing you'll find most entrepreneurs share is a real zest for living uh, because they really like what they do. They control everything. And so there's just kind of a general excitement. Every time you wake up, you're just excited that not only you're alive and you woke up, but that now you can go out and do what you like to do yet another day. And we're out of time for this week. Again, this is going to be a, a, a at least a two-part series on starting a business. It's something Dave and I are extremely, uh, you know, enthusiastic about. Uh, so this again is Frank Roth and Dave Reynolds with High Yield, and we'll be back next week describing more of the ins and outs of starting a business. Thanks again for tuning in to High Yield. Please join Frank and Dave next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great and profitable week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.